Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Off the Handlebars Podcast. I'm your host, B. Shanice, and I would like to welcome you back if you've been here before and welcome you for the first time if this is your first time tuning in or listening. Um, things get pretty wild and crazy here, so buckle up, buttercup. Um, just kidding, kinda. Um, <laughs> I want to start this episode by saying thank you to all all of my listeners. I have hit over 1100 all-time listens and as I have a full list of episodes I still want to do. Most of them are with guests which is why they haven't happened yet but although I have a full list of episodes like the consistency is hard to keep up with regardless if you know if um you have a a things a list of things you want to talk about or not. So for those that have consistently also came back and supported me, given me feedback that um, you know, message me or DM me on off the handlebars pod I Instagram. Um, I just appreciate everyone for tuning in and for giving me the little bit of spark and motivation to keep going. Um, even when I may not feel like I I want to keep going. Um, so thank you all for being here. Um, if someone sent you here, make sure you thank them. Um, and a even better way to show your appreciation of them sending you is to send episodes to someone else. So I would encourage you today to send your favorite off the handlebars episode to somebody, you know, I also want to remind you guys, um, that you can support off the handlebars in a monthly subscription as low as 99 cents per month. Yes, literally $1. So if you have a dollar, holla at me, okay? The link is in the show description. I would love for you to help contribute so that I can make this even better and even bigger than what it already is. Um, I've been working hard when I, like I said, to stay consistent, but also been like trying to plan out what I want this to look like kind of long-term and for me to keep going and for it to be better and the content to be better. Um, I was finally able to invest in a microphone. So this is my first episode with the microphone. So let me know what the vibes are. Um, but yeah, like any contribution that you can make, even if it's a one-time thing, please feel free to hit the support link and help your girl out because I could use it right now desperately. For those who have been listening for a long time, my longtime listeners, I still want to get that surprise guest on for you. I'm really working on getting that done here very soon. They were actually recording their own podcast on the days that I had available um, for the most part. Like I I typically record on a certain day. So, and I want that to be on video. And so in order for me to get on video, I do have to pay um, because I used up my two free hours or whatever on my other two episodes of my traumatic jury do experience and also BFFs can be soulmates too. So if you have not checked out those, go check them out now or after you listen to this one um, because those are the two video ones that I have so far and I would love to produce more video content. So if you can help me, support me, I appreciate it. For those that are already supporting me and already have a monthly subscription, y'all are the real MVPs. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are helping me take care of my social media manager right now. Um, who I think has been doing a really great job. So shout out to her. She knows who she is. 
Um, all right. So that was three minutes of me, four minutes of me showing my appreciation to y'all. But I want to let y'all know as I jump into my three good things this week, um, which is three things that I'm grateful for, which I start off every episode as. Um, I want to let y'all know my first one is that I have officially made it to my 21st episode. And this is a big deal in the podcast world. Most podcasts don't make it past episode three. And even more of them, if they do make it out of those ones that make it past episode three, even more of those don't make it past episode 20. And we are at episode 21. So again, I appreciate y'all for rocking with me for all this time. Literally since November 30th, I launched. It is officially the beginning of April. And I've consecutively been able to put out episodes every single week since then. And I'm just really grateful um, for this space, this outlet. I'm so, so grateful for my audience and my listeners and my supporters, my monthly subscribers. Like I said, y'all are the MVPs and I just appreciate everyone who just says that, you know, off the handlebars is a vibe in many different ways. So I appreciate y'all and thanks for rocking with me. So my first good thing was that we made it to the 21st episode. So cheers. We about to turn up or whatever. Um, my second good thing is that I reached under 100K on my mortgage. Absolutely love that for me. Um, it was really something to see your debt go down, right? Because mortgage is technically still debt. Although I have more equity in the home or the home is worth more than what I owe on it, um, it's still a payment I have to make every month. So um it's one thing to see your debt go down in numbers, but it's another thing to go from six figures to five figures and then five to four and four to three and all that. So um, it takes a lot of work and dedication. However, um, I'm just really proud of myself to be not even 35 and I have a mortgage with over 160K in equity because my my the housing market has went up, but not only that, my my, my mortgage has went down a lot. So I'm really, really grateful. It's only going to go, my mortgage is only going to go down. My, my house is only going to continue to be worth more probably than what I paid for it. So um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for that. And my third thing that I'm grateful for is my stress-free job. I had a conversation with my boss last week and she was just asking me like, so how's it been? Like, how do you feel? And I'm like, girl, you have no idea how much you have blessed me, ma'am. Thank you. Um, I went from a very, very stressful and unhealthy work environment to where I was very high demand. It was, I was very overworked. They were asking me to do a lot that I technically, um, needed another, a whole nother person to help me with. And, um, I did, they didn't provide that person. So I had to make a decision and, I left and now I jumped into something even better. I had no idea um, what I was going to do when I resigned from my job, my last job. And for it to be this perfect and this amazing um, in my next one, when I had no no clue what it was going to be, is, is just a breath of fresh air. And that's what I told her. So grateful for my stress-free job. Shout out to the nine to five because it's a vibe. All right, so I don't plan on being here long today um, because I have not been on schedule with getting my recordings done. So um, I'm going to go through today 
some things that have been either reiterated or things that I have learned recently through therapy. I have been back in therapy since January 30th was my um, first session back. I took about seven months off due to changing jobs and all of that. So, um, and insurance issues, I basically picked the wrong insurance. I talked about that on some earlier episodes. So, um, if you, uh, have been listening this long, you know exactly what my struggle has been. Um, however, yeah, I'm just happy to be where I am now. Therapy has literally helped me navigate this season with so much more, um, clarity and tools and resources. I've been meeting, meeting weekly with her and I was able to get it really affordable through um, BetterHelp and then me asking for a discount pretty much. And they can, they gave me an even bigger discount when I just told them I wanted to stay. So I say all that to say, um, I have a referral code if you need one. And if you want one, um, therapy, I understand can be very expensive and not in the budget for a lot of people. However, um, I did give up cable in order to try to help pay for my therapy. So, um, I also quit my old job and ended up raising my salary by 20 K, which I have an episode on that. So if you have not heard it yet, go back and listen again, once you're done with this one. Um, but that also helped me be able to afford it. Cause now I, last year I could afford legends pretty much only, um, mine that I did go to was free through my old job. And now this year I can afford both legend and ice. And, um, I was actually telling somebody today how like legend and I are both in such a better mental space this year than we were compared to this time last year. Last year was so hard. We were so broken and we had a lot going on that neither one of us really knew how to handle or what to do. But um, with therapy and, you know, our family and our support system, our village, they really helped us navigate it. Um, I also booked legend and I, a lot of flights and trips, planned a lot of trips for us to be out of here. We took like, I took seven vacations. I think legend was on five of the seven. So yeah, that also helps. Um, but flights also cost money too. So if I, you know, got to choose to pick a flight or therapy, I mean, there's a balance, but also one, one is a bigger priority than the other. So um, last year, I just used different resources to try to be able to navigate it. And this year, um, I'm I'm doing what I need to do for me as well as last year. I did everything I needed to do for Legend. Now, Legend's way better than what I was both of these years. But um, <laughs> now that he's better, I'm also able to just kind of take the time and um, – important to myself in this way. So one of my goals this year was to, you know, get back into therapy. My word of the year was therapy because I do want to be as emotionally and mentally healthy as possible. So here we are doing the work, putting in the time, putting in the effort. And um, yeah, so today I'm going to talk about kind of what um, some topics have been and what has been reiterated to me or things that I kind of have been taught um, so far in these last eight-ish weeks, is that eight weeks for, yeah, eight, nine weeks of therapy. So the first one, um, that sticks out, this is the most recent, is that like, honesty is the best policy. Um, I 
really overthink a lot. And sometimes I don't know if I should share things or sometimes I don't know if I'm being too honest um, and I could possibly hurt people. And um, she basically reiterated that your truth is your truth and being open, people can either take it or leave it. And I was like, period, sis, period. Um, I'm not a good liar. I actually hate lying. So that wasn't an option either. But like sometimes I will um, hold things in and um, we kind of talked about that too. That's another bullet point. But um, sometimes I'll hold things in and not really be completely honest and then it just eats me alive and I just don't like that feeling so honesty is the best policy um speak your truth live in it be proud of it if you don't like a piece of it do what you got to do to change your situation or your life so that your truth is something you're more proud of um the second thing is there's nothing wrong with kind of like quote-unquote over communicating um, I tend to want to communicate a lot and I tend to interact with some people who don't want to communicate as much. Um, so it seems like I'm quote unquote over communicating and sometimes I'm just honestly doing the communication that's needed. So learning to, um, be okay with that, that, you know, even though I feel like I'm over communicating, like it's, it's okay. It's okay to communicate, um, and say things that maybe, others wouldn't say or say things that other people um, don't perceive as something that needs to be said. Um, number three is I have learned how to have tough conversations. I am very much, I've talked about this on a previous episode as well, but I'm very much like what I consider a non-confrontational person. And I've learned that um, just because you're confronting an issue doesn't mean it has to be a fight with someone or an issue with someone. Um, it doesn't have to turn into an argument. Um, I learned that this definitely stems from um, conversations or lack of conversations in my childhood. But needless to say, um, I'm learning now how to have tough conversations and to be okay with it, right? Like I've had tough conversations my whole life. They're not easy but so they're not things that we're like skipping jumping ready happy to do but I can say I'm more willing to do them now than what I was before um so she's really helped me with that um the fourth thing is holding in your hurt causes more harm in the long run I am very much again someone who doesn't like confrontation but to I don't want to feel like I'm nagging or I'm bringing up you know, negative vibes or whatever, I will hold in a lot of my hurt. I will hurt and not say a thing. Um, even to the people closest to me, not saying that they're the ones that are hurting me, but even if they did, likely I won't say anything. Um, <laughs> but I'm learning that when I hold that in, it's only causing more harm in the long run. So like, I think that I'm like helping the situation by not speaking on what hurt me. And she was like, Brittany, you're doing actually the complete opposite. So Let's work on that. So that's something we're working on. She actually stopped me right in my tracks the other day, which is, again, why I love her. They did a great match. Um, but she was basically like, you have a tendency to do this. And I want you to go about this situation that you're in now completely different. Like, you will hold in your hurt and I want you to not hold in your hurt. She's like, you're not going to start this relationship this way, this friendship, whatever. Like, she's like, this situation does not deserve for you to hold in you're hurt like you deserve to be able to express how you feel and what hurt you and not 
allow it basically to blow up later. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been the most recent one too. Um, number five is taking things one task at a time when I'm feeling overwhelmed or drained. Um, I easily get overwhelmed. I've been so super overwhelmed, um, these past even couple weeks and I'm just like, okay, yes, I have things to do. Yes. My list laundry list of things that I'm responsible of or things that I, that fall on my plate. Yeah. It's a long list, but she reminds me to just do one thing at a time. Not everything has to be done. Not everything has to be priorities prioritized as the number one thing to do. So I'm really trying to practice that and be conscious of that. Um, because when I see a lot of things I have to do, I just get overwhelmed and don't want to do any of them. I'm not going to lie. So I've been trying to do it one task at a time. Like I literally told myself today, like, okay, you have to pick up legend. Well, I had to go to the store, run an errand. And then she's like, you are, I was like, I have to pick up legend from school. I have to get him to play therapy. I have to come home. I have to make dinner. I have to get him down, give him a bath, get him into bed. I still have to record a podcast. I still had to prep my podcast, like do my document of like my podcast prep and what I was going to say. And it's like, if the, and I literally tell myself, if the laundry doesn't get folded or put away tonight, it's okay. Like it's clean. It can be folded and put into the basket and you can put it away tomorrow. And so just kind of working through not feeling like I have to do it all, even though I'm really good at doing it all. It just, but it ends up biting me in the butt. Like I, I get overwhelmed and then I don't do anything. So yeah, I can handle it, but there's no reason for me to handle it in that way. So learning to take things one task at a time and prioritize better. Um, number six is that I matter too. I really tend to take care of a lot of people. I'm a giver. I love to love on my people. I love to um, pour into people. Um, and y'all already know, most of y'all already know, if you don't know, now you know that I am a very devoted mother and I give everything to my son that I can, um, from time, attention, resources, whatever it is. Um, so like, as well as I take care of him, I've been learning to take care of me too. And it's easier once he's, um, you know, when he's spending time with his dad, then it's easier for me to take care of myself. Um, but I had to even figure out what that was and what that looked like. And I literally Googled today, like how to take care of yourself. Although I've been working at it right for months, I've been trying to find this new wave of life, um, of me not having him all the time. And I still had to Google today, like, am I doing this right? Like, am I doing what I need to do to take care of myself? So, um, remembering that I matter too, and I can't pour from an empty cup and I don't know what I was doing before, but now that I've been so extra overwhelmed these past couple months, I also have been trying to, um, just take the time I need to to pour into myself and to remember that I matter too. People may need me. People may want me to do X, Y, Z, but if that's not what I need to do or want to do at that time, I need to chill. And that basically is what it boils down to. Uh, number seven is how to navigate this season of split parenting without my therapist. I don't know if my parenting relationship with legends father would be as successful as it is. And I say that because the past nine weeks that I've been talking to her, 
eight of them have been strictly probably about co-parenting and split parenting schedules and him and I stuff between him and I and legend. And so, um, she's really given me ideas and resources and tools. And, um, she's given me a lot of like dialogue even of how to have certain conversations, how to bring up certain issues that I'm having, how to communicate with him in a way that is effective for both of us. And although it may not be the same way that he communicates, it is the way that I can communicate and get basically like what I'm saying um, received in a, in a way, whether he, you know, respects it or not or whatever, like even when him and I had a disagreement and I was telling her how much I wanted him to handle this situation a certain way. She was like, even if he doesn't do that, here's another way that this can um, help legend or that there's another way that he can show up for legend without doing exactly what you want. And so she just has like so many brilliant ideas. I tell her all the time, she's so good at what she does, but the way that she has helped me navigate this season of split parenting is probably the biggest thing so far in Q1 um, is that she's given me so many ideas on how to handle things. And just me being able to really tell her where I stand in my truth, like people in my life, obviously I can tell them too. And I do tell some people in my life. Um, but I also don't want them to um, get any bad taste about Legend's dad in their mouth. Um, and so I still, I guess, protect him in a way. Um, to a certain extent. And when I'm able, when I talk to her, I don't have to protect him. I can honestly speak my truth and I can say it in a way that she can be like, okay, if that's how you're feeling, this is how I, I suggest you handle it. Or this is what I suggest you say, or this is what I suggest you do. Um, she's just so good. She's really good at what she does. So shout out to her for helping me navigate this and she gave me props on a way that I handled something last week too she was like oh my god I think you did so great it wasn't something that she had told me but just being in this mindset and in this this frame of um thinking of you know different ways to approach things versus like demands or requests or whatever she's like I'm so proud of you for how you how you worded that and how you handled that conversation so she's dope but she'd be telling me I'm dope too. So I guess I'm dope when it comes to this <laughs> a little bit. Um, number eight is how to give myself grace while parenting. Um, because I have been, like I said, overwhelmed a lot lately. And that turns into me losing or having less patience. Um, maybe me raising my voice when I shouldn't or don't want to. Um, I can say I've really gotten to a place where I don't, um, I don't physically hit legend, um, as I may have in the past, like not that I was ever beating my child. So let me just put that out there. Um, but, and even when he was younger, like he would get like a little, you know, pop on his hand or whatever. But now that he's older, like I just don't, I really try to keep my hands off him, off of him in a disciplinary way. Um, Sometimes I have to grab him up, but not anything like, you know, not anything like what we grew up on is what I'm going to say. Um, so 
although those moments may happen where I, I've lately it's just been like me yelling um, because I will ask him something literally 15 times and he will not do it, but that's okay. We're working on it. We actually talked about that in his therapy session today. He did half of the session by himself. He, he does play therapy. And so he did half by himself and then half with me and his therapist kind of helped us talk through that today too. So um, learning to give my myself grace, you know, while parenting and going through what I'm going through and, um, it's not easy. You know, I, mom guilt is real. Parent guilt is real. Dad guilt is real. You know, human guilt is real. And when you're parenting specifically, you want to do things to where it's intentionally, you know, um, it's intentionally like, I don't know, the un- untraumatizing way and so just trying to do that all right number nine is my feelings are valid and that what I feel makes sense and the reason that I feel these things make sense so she definitely um validates my feelings and I appreciate her for that therapy is lit with getting your feelings validated because wow sometimes you just need that because you're gonna be like am I going crazy number 10 is reassurance goes a long way um again piggybacking off the last one um, when you're reassured and how you're handling things from a professional, it just makes you feel a lot better about life. Um, number 11 is it's never too late to change your behavior or break a curse. So for anyone that feels like they are stuck or they have been doing things for the same way for a very long time, therapy will teach you the long time is a long time, but you can start a new time. And number 12 is the unbiased opinion is essential to true growth. I truly believe her not knowing myself or anybody in my life that I talk about um, personally really helps her give me an unbiased opinion, which helps me grow from all of these situations. So I appreciate um, her. You know, she cares about me as a client, right? But she doesn't love me on the level that my family or my friends do or people that have been around Majin and I our whole lives. So I just appreciate that piece. Um, of it too. So those are some things that therapy have taught me recently. And, um, yeah, I just want y'all to know, like, this is how I navigate a hard season. <laughs> um, it's really just helped me grow and handle situations probably way differently than I would have had I not been in therapy. So hashtag therapy taught me, um, my off the hand so that's all I have for what therapy taught me today however my off the handlebars moment real quick so I got asked to go on a date to a basketball game and I agreed to go okay this was like a week before the game um legends dad was supposed to go out of town so I but then he changed his mind or changed his plans he wasn't no any longer going out of town so I was like okay um let me know what your which what days you want to get him still um, and I set up for my parents as a backup in case he was going to bring him back to me on Saturday and not keep him through the day that I was going to the game, which was Sunday. So long story short, um, I set up for my parents. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll keep him, you know, Sunday while you go, whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I am talking to his dad later in the week and he's like, yeah, so I actually want to go, um, take legend to the game on Sunday since I'm not going out of town. And I was like, Wow. So my life has come to me being me going on a date and now 
my son and his father are going to be at the same place I'm on a date at. Wow. Love this. Love this for me. This is great. <laughs> so automatically I start overthinking and panicking like, oh my God, what if legend sees me? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, legend has not seen me intimate with anyone. So, or in like in that type of setting or whatever the case may be. But anyways, long story short, I ended up texting his dad and letting him know like, Hey, I had plans to go to this game. Um, you know, as of last weekend, like I understand you guys are going to be there too, just in case we happen to run into each other, you know, um, and legend has any questions, mommy's with a friend or whatever, like that was it. And his response was, LOL. Okay. <laughs> so, um, then he ended up like eventually sending me like date, date night ideas or date places, places to go on a dates, which was really cool of him. Um, and nice, I guess, but yeah, my off the handlebars moment is that I literally was on a date and could have ran into my child at the same time. Thankfully, we didn't run into each other, but the fact that it could have happened is absolutely hilarious to me. So that's my off the handlebars moment. Um, I would love to hear what your um, either off the handlebars moment is or your three good things and things you're grateful for. Feel free to go post them on the post for this episode. You can follow us at off the handlebars pod on Instagram. Be sure to leave a rating and review. If you are on Spotify, I have like 60 followers on there and I only have like 23 stars, 23. I mean, um, 23, five star ratings. So please go press a star for me, wherever you are, go press a star. I appreciate y'all have an amazing week and I'll chat with you next time. Bye.